welcome to the Hacking Happy podcast. I'm your host, Penny LaCalso, and I am the world's first happiness hacker on a bold mission to teach 10 million humans just like you how to flourish by 2025. This podcast is designed to help you reignite your spark, supercharge your energy, and channel it towards injecting more joy, more presence, more calm, and more meaning into each and every day. If that sounds like something you could use a little bit more of, let's get started. Greetings, beautiful humans, and welcome to another episode of one of my favorite things to do, and that is jump into your ears and share with you a little bit of hacking happiness. Now, today it's going to be a challenging one. So strap yourself on fit and get ready for the ride. Perhaps more challenging for me than for you. A lot of ums, you can tell, right? So I don't normally um. The reason I'm umming is because I'm sharing thoughts and feelings that I've actually never publicly shared before today. Um, so you're going to get a, a real insight into the deeper side of me. I'm all about sharing in the service of empowering and elevating others. But every time I do this and I go deeper, I'm like, ooh, that's uncomfortable, which is exactly why I need to do it, because it's in the discomfort that we find growth. So get ready for it. All right, let's get down to it. Growing up, I was endearingly referred to by many as a chubby child. I was the middle child in an otherwise slim family of five, which meant I always felt on the out. I felt like I stood out for all of the wrong reasons. I knew my place within the world. I had an older brother who used to call me Fatty Karate. Yes, I'm. <laughs> I laugh now because we have such a beautiful relationship, but that was how he used to tease me. And my mum's bestie, I recall her at one stage telling my mum in front of me, when I was around eight years old, that if her daughter was as chubby as me, she would make her go to Weight Watchers. Now, it might come as no surprise that experiences like these shaped how I felt about myself and my body. Ashamed, perhaps would be a great word to describe how I grew up feeling. Ashamed of myself and my body, not pretty enough, not sporty enough perhaps just generally not good enough. And the list goes on. Each one of these statements, these words, as I now know because of my study in psychology, just perpetuates a hamster wheel of an inner conversation that takes you on a spiral to perhaps a lack of self-belief. Whilst my body journey has been painful, and if I'm honest, it is, and it always will be, I think, this ongoing inner struggle or battle that I continue to work on, it is equally at the core a part of who I am. And it has been pivotal in my becoming the person that I aspire to be. Sounds crazy, right? Whilst my body journey has been painful, I know I am not alone in the conflicted relationship that I have with my body. Because it is a conversation that comes up all the time with coaching clients, with prospective coaching clients, especially when we start to unpack what is holding them back 
from making the changes that they so desperately long for. This is why today I want to share with you how our greatest inner struggles can pave the way to unlocking our moxie, our potential, and what it is that lights a fire within our soul. Now, I can hear you on the other end of this podcast saying, Penny, what the hell is Moxie? And what does it have to do with me realizing my dreams, realizing my potential? Well, I have to be honest. <laughs> I have to be completely honest. As my son would say, I've mentioned this before, I, he calls me a boomer. I'm not a boomer. I'm, my mum is a boomer. But maybe this is my boomerism coming out, as he would put it. I only came across this term recently. And it certainly had me curious. It's kind of one of those terms that you find in the Urban Dictionary. It's uh, not been around for as long as perhaps some of us. So according to the dictionary, moxie is a force of character. It's a determination or a nerve. In other words, it's a woman who believes in herself and damn it, she makes things. <laughs> I just, I get goosebumps just saying that. I have to say it again. Moxie is a woman that believes in herself and makes things happen. Let's take pause for a moment. Let's allow the goosebumps to settle. And perhaps I want to invite you, invite you to close down your eyes and imagine. Imagine what life would look like if you fully backed yourself. If you looked at those who inspire you and said, if they can do that, Damn it, so can I. What action would you take? What impact would you have? How would your life be different if you fully embraced this concept of moxie? Now, if you're struggling, perhaps come with me. Come with me as I journey back to my story of the chubby child so that I can help you imagine what could be possible? As this chubby little girl grew into an adult, she would look in the mirror, often feeling disappointment in her appearance, which would then manifest into feelings of hopelessness and cycles of binge eating her feelings, further propelling the mindset of not being good enough, the feelings of shame, and then the repeat behavior of eating her feelings. Now, I know some of you are listening and listening to this going, it's me. That's because there's more than one of us. Many of us have in some way or somewhere in our childhood had an experience where someone's made a comment about our appearance, how we look, and we've carried that through in terms of how we view ourselves. And that then impacts our mindset, which impacts our feelings, which impacts our behavior. Now, by the time I was 26 years old, I was at my worst physically. I was a whopping 96 kilograms. No shit. I was 96 kilograms. I'm going to put some posts when I launch this podcast on socials with pictures so you can see, you can see what that looked like in terms of, I think, you know, how subconsciously unhappy I was in how I looked and how that made me feel. So by the time I was 26, at my worst physically, 96 kilos, and if here's another surprise, something you may not know about me, I had a pack-a-day smoking habit, loved a ciggy, and the only movement 
in my day would be a short walk to the 7-Eleven for either a donut or another pack of ciggies. Now, we're going back to the 90s here just to put some clarity around the timing because I know vaping is now the rage, not the terrible ciggy. But yeah, that was me. That was pretty much how I rolled. I smoked cigarettes from a very young age growing up in the country. It was what most of us did because we thought it made us cool. And um, yeah, smoked from 16 to the age of 26 pack a day. So that was until I met someone. I met someone when I was at my worst, ironically. You know, I'd met him a couple of years earlier, but um, had sort of cascaded into my worst. And it was my ex-husband, Mike. And ironically, here's the the crazy thing. And I always used to say to him, damn, I knew you loved me because you loved me when I was at physically my worst. What was really interesting about Mike was that he was extremely fit. He was healthy and he despised smoking cigarettes. Now, obviously, when you meet someone and you fall in love, you start thinking about settling down often, not always, but I did. And I started to wonder, what would it look like to have children was something that perhaps I thought maybe I wanted. And I think the harsh realisation at that 96 kilos smoking a pack of ciggies a day, I realised that if I didn't make change, some change, one, it would impact the mother that I really wanted to be and aspired to be. And equally, it might impact my ability to even be around as a mum because my health would be so compromised. Now, at 96 kilos, I have to be honest with you, the task felt completely overwhelming. I realistically needed to lose over 20 kilos, ended up being about 26, and I had no idea where to start with such a huge task ahead of me. It was in this moment that I realised that I could not believe in myself and my ability to make this change if I didn't start to love who I was and all the imperfect flawed bits that made me me. All the things that I used to stand and look at in the mirror and pull apart and beat myself up with shame. I needed to learn to love those ugly bits, those bigger bits, the bits that made me stand out, the bits that I wanted to hide for so long. And as a wise woman by the name of Nadia Rennie, who is a love coach and a damn good one, recently said to me, self-love, my friends, is self-belief. And when I look back, my moxie was born out of learning to love myself for who I was, for all the flaws, for all the imperfections, and for all the bits that had made me despise myself for years. Hey there thought I would just press pause for a moment and ask you. Do you lay in bed at night wondering, is this it? How much is enough? And what the hell am I walking into tomorrow? Do you then wake exhausted, no matter how much sleep you've had? Do you feel like you're operating in robot mode, like nobody's getting the best of you? And perhaps you keep telling yourself, when it's all done, then I'll make time for me. But the reality is it's never all done and all you keep doing is moving yourself and your dreams to the bottom of your to-do list. Perhaps you long to feel more present with the people that you love, more connected to meaningful work and just a little more calm in each day. 
If this sounds like you, I want you to imagine. Imagine how it would feel to bounce out of bed with the clarity, the courage, and the confidence to live each day in alignment with the life that you've longed for. If you're ready to shift from existing to living, reignite your spark, supercharge your energy, and channel it towards injecting more joy, presence, and meaning into each day, Flourish Forward Coaching was created for you. Go to flourishforwardcoaching.com and book a free clarity call with me today. Now back to the podcast. The only way to do that was to ask myself, how can I love myself a little more today than I did yesterday? Just a fraction. And that is where my shift, the shift that has enabled so many things truly began. The first small act of self-love was to invest in a habit change course. And I still remember what it was called. It was called Smoke Enders. I don't know if they still exist, but damn, it was effective. They taught me how to change all of the tiny habits I associated with smoking over a 12-week period. By the end of that 12 weeks, I actually didn't want to smoke anymore. I was so honestly shocked that I had quit smoking. It got me thinking, if I can do this, and I never thought it was possible, it seemed too hard, what else am I capable of? What else am I capable of? What potential do I have that I, I don't even know I have, that I could realize? And what impact would that have? My moxie had been ignited and I was curious to see where it could take. The next act of self-love was to move my body. I committed to just walking. Now, this didn't happen until after I quit smoking. So I just want to be very, I suppose, transparent in that these were small changes over a period of time, over a long period of time, that made a significant difference. So I committed, after I quit smoking, to just walking five kilometres a day, four days a week, around Albert Park Lake here in my hometown of Melbourne, which for those of you not familiar with Melbourne, is where they host the Grand Prix. So you might see it on TV. For my international listeners, of which I know there are many of you, my beautiful father, who I don't talk about much and I should actually talk about more, my beautiful dad was so inspired by what I was trying to do that he would drive from Mount Waverley every day and join me on the walk. And he's a kicker. My dad's disabled and he can't walk unassisted without crutches. It's much worse now, but it was definitely a struggle for him. But every day he showed up and he joined me. And together we would walk at 6am and immerse ourselves in deep conversation. Now this one small change after only eight weeks impacted how I felt in my body significantly and the weight started to move. It was gradual, but it was consistent and it was a surprise. When I say a surprise, I was moving because I knew I had to move to feel better. And yes, I did want to lose weight, but I was astounded at the impact of just doing something in a short time. Now, this further fueled my moxie. And so I decided, here's the irony, (laughs) to take the advice of my mum's bestie from some 20 years ago and joined Weight Watchers. And I just started to track what I ate and became aware of how to eat a more nutritionally balanced diet. 
something that I've never really been interested in. And to be honest, I was very ill-skilled in understanding food, nutrition, how that impacts energy, all of those things, which now just feels second nature. Long story short, this journey of small acts of self-love fueled my self-belief, fueled my moxie and resulted in a complete and utter lifestyle change. I lost over a year about 26 kilos. I went on to run two half marathons compete in many triathlons, finished a number of 180-kilometre bike rides, road bike rides, with my ex-husband, which was a passion that we shared. And I also did the 100-kilometre Oxfam trail walker in 31 hours, go figure. I mean, crazy, right? Hell, it even led me to deliver a keynote in my bathing suit in front of 120 professional women at a conference some 15 years later, which went viral on social media and inspired people from all around the world to explore their moxie. True story, you can Google that one if you're not familiar with the story. None of this was in my plan when I started my journey, nor would I have ever believed it even possible back when I began. What I learned is that moxie, self-belief, is built through struggle, through intention and through small acts of self-love. It won't be perfect. It will feel messy. And because we are humans, it will come with a roller coaster of emotions. That's okay. So if you'd like to be a woman or a man who backs herself and takes action, the best time to start is now. I recently came across a beautiful little tool in my psychology studies. I'm always loving what I'm getting in that space because then it helps me serve you better. And this little tool, I think, provides a really good place to perhaps start to have a play with your moxie and what it looks like. It's called a Futures Diary and it's designed to help you make intentional quality decisions premised on how you want to feel, the emotions you want to feel more often in the everyday. Because that's what it's about at the end of the day, isn't it? It's it's about feeling good, feeling good within ourselves, feeling good within our body, feeling energized and wanting to just wholeheartedly be in this amazing thing called life. Now, this is critical. Like tapping into how you feel in the everyday is critical to making change because how you feel impacts your mindset, which impacts your behavior. And behavior is where it's at, right? How you behave will determine what happens in your day. It will determine how you feel. So here's how it works. Carve out, just say around 15, 20 minutes in a day, just one day, and journal what life would look like and how it would feel in the coming month if you believed in yourself more, if you backed yourself more, if your moxie was taken from, say, a four or five, even a three, up to a seven. What would that look like? Be as descriptive as you can be. You might like to close your eyes and sit with the question, what would life look and how would it look like and how would it feel in the coming months if I believed in myself, if I believed that I was capable of the dreams that I have? See where your mind goes, allow it to explore, and then just write it down. 
No filters, no judgments, just get it all out. Once you've created your very first futures diary, ask yourself, what would a micro act of self-belief look like today that would move me closer to that vision? What would a micro act of self-belief or self-love, because self-love is self-belief, as my beautiful friend Nadia shared with us, what would a small act of self-belief or self-love look like today that would move me closer to the vision backing myself more? Then I want you to challenge yourself to undertake one micro act of self-love or self-belief every day and watch where it leads you. It can be as tiny as you like. Like for me, it was just moving my body, move my body more than I did yesterday. It can be that tiny. Remember, the greatest act of self-love is self-belief. Small acts of self-belief every day build the courage and confidence to step into bigger acts of self-belief or self-love over time. And that, my friend, is where you blow this moxie thing out of the bloody palm. It's a long but a very worthy game to play. My journey to self-love continues. Far from perfect. It continues to evolve. And today when I look in the mirror, I can tell you I actually like who I see. It almost makes me cry to say that. Because I think of that little chubby girl and, oh man, I am getting emotional. This is unusual for me. I think of that little chubby girl And I just wished that I could have told her, one day you will look in this mirror and you will love who you see because she is beautiful. All of her bits, all of the bits are beautiful. As I said, my journey continues to evolve. And today when I look in the mirror, I like, not only do I like, I love who I see. She's not skinny. She never will be. And to be honest, she doesn't fucking want to be anymore. For years, I longed to be thin. And now I just... I want to be strong. So that girl in the mirror, I look at her and she is strong. She is sassy. She is a healthy mother of one doing the damn best that she can with that child. And she is oozing moxie and ready to surprise the shit out of herself in terms of what she's capable of in the year ahead. So my friends, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to step into your moxie, But don't feel you can go alone. I'm here for you. This is why I do what I do. It's why I love what I do. So if you would like support in that space, jump into the show notes, click the link, and why not step into your act of self-love today, your micro act of self-love, and maybe that is booking a free clarity call with yours truly to explore how I can help. Have a beautiful rest of the day or evening, wherever it is, whatever time it is that you're in. And until next time, my friend, happiness looks good. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of the Hacking Happy Podcast. Reviews are so important to empowering more beautiful humans like you to lead wholehearted and happy lives. If you enjoyed your experience today, I'd love if you could take a moment to leave a review and a rating on your preferred podcast listening platform. If there was something in this particular episode that resonated, feel free to take a screenshot and share your perspectives 
on social media. Tag me in via Instagram on hackinghappy.co or you'll find me on LinkedIn, Penny Lacasso. If you have a friend that you feel needs to hear the message in today's podcast, why not drop them a note and share the link from this episode. Until next time, my friend, happiness looks good on you.